There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Please continue to vote for Menuary. We're down to the quarterfinals. That's right. Which means eight guys are left. And uh, there's, some pressure. He- there's some pressure. heated races going are, on that yes, are tight. Yes, yeah. Check that it out. Sure. That is for sure. And uh, on uh, your show, of course, as we always do, right around 5.05, they hand me the envelope. And I announced the name of Manuary 2017. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And we also posted our Twin Cities Live TV appearances from last Friday and uh, yesterday. Julia, the big thing people want to watch are the videos you took at the Screen Actor Guild. I took some good ones. Yeah, that's what people are looking at. I'm just saying that's the one because they want to be live on the red carpet. Oh, fine. I thought people want to be live in the studio. Well... They do, but they love seeing that action. The one, again, of Heather, not of Heather, of Rebecca and uh, Romaine and... uh, Jerry. Jerry. She looked gorgeous. Julia, forget those two, would you? I know, you hate it that I even am giving them any acknowledgement. Yeah, because... They were beautiful. uh, All right, let's talk about Jamie Dornan. Let's talk about Fifty Shades Darker. That's right. So he was on Ellen today. The press is happening. Jamie Dornan. Yeah, Hot and Furious this week. The movie doesn't even open until February 15th or 13th, whatever it is. Maybe next Friday. might be the 10th. Well, that's close. I know, but usually... It's the weekend of February 10th. So he's on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. She's on Jimmy Fallon. I'm just saying, usually... Um, they're unless they're just switching coasts. Uh-huh. We're going to see him for two weeks this week and next week. Yeah. I'm just saying we're yeah. going to be hearing a lot from these two. Mm. So Jamie Dornan with a buzz cut was on Ellen, and they did a taped spoof um, of Fifty Shades, and she had on an outfit so that they molded and looked like she had boobs. And um, she gets out some tape, and she's and he's like, "You're a bad girl. What other things do you have?" And she is an uninhibited Staples employee with falling out cleavage that, you know, they've constructed yes, on yes, her. Yes, hysterical. And she's a substitute office supplies for sex toys. Okay, that's funny. And she straddles him in jeans, and she said, I assume you like a girl in uniform. And then she takes out, you know, a pencil sharpener, a paperclip remover, and a stapler, and he's like, now we're talking. <laughs> and instead of a silk tie like in the movie, she binds his wrists together with scotch tape. And he's like, oh, it's the heavy-duty stuff. It's hysterical. 
So that was a very yes. cute bit. And um, he's got more like he's gotten to be since we've gotten used to him much more likable. Well, I think that Ellen did him a favor and the movie people by doing a parody together on this because that is a little bit um, more fun because uh, Dakota Johnson in um, the Vogue magazine that she's on the cover yes. of, they couldn't stand each other um, two years ago. Remember, right. they right. just. They couldn't stand, and they just always seemed annoyed and detached, and she still can't really stand it, I think, because she said it's a cool story, and it's different, and she's read that Dornan and she can't stand each other, and she's read they're having an affair, and so... You know, it's just a cool story. So that's like less. Hey, this is maybe why she hasn't gotten any parts since this. <laughs> I mean, hello. Come on. Well, they also are saying it's tracking Fifty Shades Darker is tracking way behind, uh, obviously, the first Fifty Shades. They're expecting the opening uh, weekend last year. It did 85 or two years ago. It did 85 million. Yeah. This year, they're expecting maybe 35. Yeah. So the luster has obviously. So worn they want to have maybe polish these two up. So we'll see what's going on. Now, let's take a you think they would have worked on it before, right? But no, now. why you don't bother doing anything until yeah. right before because it's just another acting lesson. You want to keep it fresh in their mind. This is what I'm thinking. No sense <laughs> prepping them a year ago, okay? Because they're doing other things. You need right. to prep them fresh right. and get them but ready. Maybe ahead of that article. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. Jamie Dornan talking about. Uh, I think Ellen wants to know about the Red Room. Shades, um, you know, when actors do roles, they yeah. they learn about the character they're playing and they, they kind of really get into it because you have to. Yeah. And I would assume by playing this character, you have to know what you're doing to use the mm-hmm. equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> did you, had you known anything about that world before? Uh, not at all, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, pretty much everything you find in the Red Room You've used a version of, but not for the same effect. Uh huh. <laughs> you know I mean? Yes. Like it's more like maybe around like a horse or something. Right. No. <laughs> or, or you know, like doing up a bag that's particularly full, and you need using a buckle, that kind of thing. Uh huh. So you have the skill set, kind of, and you sort of surprise yourself. Um, uh huh. But. No, most of it, I have to admit, I was very green about all that stuff. But um, Was there anything that you said, oh, I'm curious about this because I know you're married? Did you take anything home and, and say, <laughs> what is your wife's name? Uh, Millie. Millie. Did you ever, or did Millie say, bring something home? No. <laughs> no interest in it at all? No. Um, I don't think she wants, like, some used prop from... Well, <laughs> oh, she wanted you to bring a new one home. Maybe. I see, I see. Maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just wondering, because it would be something that, like, I don't know, people, obviously, it's a popular thing. People yeah. are... I mean, I was surprised how popular this is. Me too, me too. And so I'm thinking, well, then maybe people are... A lot of people are into that, you yeah. know? And yeah. maybe people are... And maybe your wife is now, because because of the movie or well, something. Well, I'll tell you what, she hasn't told me. No, not yet. So... She hasn't told me. Yeah, so, you know, he was very charming in that that little segment with her. And hopefully Dakota will be on Ellen next week because I think they're going to flip-flop New York and L.A. He's doing L.A. this week and she's doing New York. He's kind of grown on me a little bit because he's just a little shy, kind of. Yeah. And it's very Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a listen to the next one. Okay. And Ellen is, like, perfect with him. Right. So let's take a listen to that. Now, now, you're responsible, from what I hear, for, like, a large baby boom. Did you know that? 
I'd imagine there was a few extra <laughs> deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, between <laughs> your movie and like Magic Mike and all, like yeah. there are a lot of women having babies just from your movies. Yeah. That, that, sh Do I people be, tell you that? I should be proud about yes, that. Yes, of I course guess. you should. Yeah. Um, I have heard, I had one, uh, I, a genuinely quite a touching, sincere, lovely story of a, a woman who uh, t stopped me, uh, didn't stop me, I was in an elevator, so I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> it was quite a good time to like yeah. corner someone. And um, she worked out, uh, she recognised me and she said um, that she'd ha she told me that she uh, had trouble uh, conceiving. And then uh, after um, the Fifty Shades movie came out, uh, it all sort of clicked into place for them, and, uh, wow. and that they that they had a baby. So yeah. Wow, mm. a baby! Oh, he's so cute. Beat the baby right into her, like. Just a baby. I don't know. It just sounded right, um, and then when it and then it came out, it sounded wrong. I know. We it, missed what she said because you were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. She said it came out right. Right. No, no, you... No, she said something else. She Let me see if I can... I oh, can I'm sorry. Fast yeah, you... forward to the... Here we... Let, hang on, let me back it up. Uh, wow. That they, that they had a baby. So, yeah. Wow. Just mm. beat the baby right into her. Like... Just... <laughs> oh. Beat the baby right into her. That's what it right was. But yeah. the way he said baby. 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 very cute. Baby. Um, and then let's, let's see how he does in actually talking about the movie. Okay. So, so this one is you did the second and third in uh, all at once, right? Back to back, so this yeah. is darker. Yeah. This and and yeah. what is this one about? Well, we sort of we carry on the story really from I think it's only four or five days after uh, Fifty Shades of Grey ended, and uh, basically, you know, Christian, you know, he can't foresee his life without Anna, you know, and he's going to do anything to get her back. And um, she wants him to make massive changes because obviously uh, he has a few flaws, <laughs> and um, uh, he, there's some things about the way he treats her that she really isn't that into. So um, he makes big sacrifices for her and compromise uh, in the second movie because you know he he just he knows he needs her, and mm -hmm. um, we see a, a softer side of him as well. Um, we see him smile a lot more in in the, in the second movie, um, and there's a few lighter moments. Because Dakota gets, you know, she gets all the. In the first movie, she gets all the gags, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty serious. Yeah. So um, it's a bit uh, more evenly spread. So. Oh, no, there was a there was a little panic. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. Uh -huh. And of course, if I'm remembering correctly, isn't it in the second book where they go to Europe? And they're on the yacht. Like I remember. I think we see that in the trailer. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. I think that we see them go to Monte Carlo and yeah. that they go to some places. He shows her the red. He know, shows the, her what he has he's to trying offer. to show her what. Well, he takes her on a. Did he take her on a helicopter right already right in the first, first one? one. Yeah, that was the first I can't one. He took her to Portland. These books, so oh, for crying out loud, you spent so much time with them. Not what, did really. you just skip to the good parts? Oh right. <laughs> no, I read all three. All right. So then we also have to, just for Hollywood movie at kind of obsessed. We've seen the trailer for Beauty and the Beast, the live action yes. with Emma. Watson, and it just looks amazing. And Donnie posted this, but this is Ariana Grande and John Legend. Um, the trailer premiered during The Bachelor last night um, 
for the the song and also the arrangement a big full trailer for the arrangement on e play during the bachelor which is we think the tom cruise katie holmes story about this hot hollywood actor who contracts for a wife i saw that did you see that trailer they also ran it on e during fashion place oh and we have to wait till march and during the sag awards and during the March 3rd. I was like, I am so ready to watch that now. It looks so great. So let's take a listen um, to um, it's our first listen of Ariana Grande and John Legend duet of the classic. Yeah, we got a little bit of it. They kind of mix it in, but you you can hear it. No Celine Dion. Well, I think and, we're uh, yeah. Peebo Bryson. And I think we're hearing the tail end, the big crescendo. But yeah, Ari. Well, the it, sound, the music in the background sounded maybe, too loud. Just, I feel like it was it. just the maybe, crescendo the at Celine the end. Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. Well, they beautiful. were so perfect. Yeah, that's the that's the version you might hear in the movie. Uh, on the soundtrack, you won't hear all that yeah. right. massive orchestra. Celine will be performing an original song for the new soundtrack called "How Does a Moment Last Forever." How does it? I don't know. That would be like a miracle to but invent that. Dan Stevens, who plays, uh, who was on Downton Abbey, Abbey, the the one who mm-hmm. died, who he plays, plays Beast. the Beast, and mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor is Lumiere. Mm. Stanley Tucci is Cadenza. <laughs> Ian McKellen is Cogsworth. There's going to be great and accents. Emma Thompson is Mrs. Potts. A lot of English accents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Luke Evans. And Josh Gad star as Gaston and his sidekick. And and is it set in Notre Dame, of course? So it's it's set French. in the castle in France, yeah. Yeah. wherever yeah, so it is. Yeah, the accents it looks so Duh. good. Huh? Duh. Duh. Like a lot of accents. <laughs> All right, listen. Duh. We come back. We've got Elizabeth Therese in the dirt. This is a My Talk 1071 Dirt Alert. Elizabeth. Hi, girls. Hello. Holy Hannah, do I have news to tell you about Bethany Frankel and Jason Hoppy? Oh, what is going on? Oh, my gosh. What's happened? It is bad. Bethany Frankel's ex husband, Jason Hoppy, has now been arrested for stalking her. Right. Here is what police say. He turned up at their daughter's school. She's only six years old and yelled at Bethany, I will destroy you. Whoa. Probably louder than that. In I feel like she's tone. driven him mad. I don't know. Jason Hoppy charged with harassing and stalking her after he allegedly sent a series of. I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
abusive emails then turned up at Bryn's school in Manhattan on Friday. uh, And it's being said that he threatened her. An NYPD spokeswoman is confirming the allegations to page six and said that Bethany said Jason Hoppy had sent her numerous emails and FaceTime calls numbering in the hundreds. This happened after he got a cease and desist letter sent on November 22nd, 2016. This happened at about 8.15 a.m. Here's what the NYPD is saying, that on Friday, uh, Jason Hoppy approached Bethany and a friend at the school and tried to provoke a fight, saying, I will destroy you. You can get all the lawyers you want. You've been warned. He was arrested a few hours later and then charged with aggravated harassment in the first degree, harassment in the second degree, and stalking in the fourth degree. Well, his lawyer is having a big stern talking to him, just like his mom and dad are. And they're like, Absol- don't let her get under your skin. Just stop it and what? move on. I know. Well, so- listen, we know how stubborn she is. Oh, I can't even imagine having to co-parent with her every day for no. 18 years. Yeah. Well, it, they're both 46 years old. They are, and they don't they, act like They it. don't they act, act like, like one of them. They're 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were married for two years until 2012, and then they got into this huge divorce and the custody battle over their daughter that has lasted forever, four years on a two-year marriage. They even continue to share that Tribeca apartment for some time post-split, which she has described as brutal, horrendous, and excruciating. And it's been reported that Bethany Frankel and her most recent boyfriend uh, has also been on the receiving end of these vicious emails that have been allegedly written by Jason Hoppy, and that they have been increasing in frequency and hostility uh, that Jason Hoppy in some of these emails has accused Bethany Frankel of being ugly, old and irrelevant and said that the boyfriend is just part of a revolving door of men and he'll be gone soon. I wonder what's going on with him seriously, because everything, you know, have you, have you ever known a couple who can't co-parent without having the intermediary? We've seen it on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right. with Kelsey Grammer and Camille. Oh, right. He, and um, and uh, Tamara, Tamara and, yes. and Simon. Where the parents oh. hate each other so much, they can't have any communication. Everything is right. done through a lawyer, a nanny, a third person. Mm-hmm. It's really... This is probably... This is a Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes situation, and he doesn't even parent anymore. But well, it, that's it, a Scientology right. thing where yeah. she's... Uh, so, yeah, so it, it is... Some oh. people... Toxic for Boy, each other. They hate toxic. each other so much. Wow. They that hate would each just other be so, so time-consuming. Anger... Is such a difficult place to always well, you be. Feel from. Sorry for the kid. I do. I yeah. know. Uh, Bethany Frankel telling police she was fearing for her safety. Now, for his part, his attorneys are saying there are no words to express how saddened Mr. Hoppy is over his ex-wife's unjustified actions. His only concern is his daughter, and intends to vigorously fight these false charges. Bethany Frankel's lawyer is calling this abusive behavior that has followed years of systematic bullying, harassment, stalking, and torment on an almost daily basis. Wow. It is bad. I mean, it is so bad. I'll keep you posted on that one. But he was Mm -hmm. arrested. I mean, he was arrested. So, and I don't know what will happen with the charges, but here we go again. More legal fees for everybody, right? Uh, Okay, Miles Teller. Denying a page six report that he and Emma Watson were too demanding for La La Land. I love these backstories about Same. which actors end up in certain roles and who turned it down. Because it turns out in a lot of great cases where you're thinking, oh, I could never have imagined anyone else in that role. They were like second or third choice. 
right? I mean, this happens with scheduling and money all the time. So Emma Watson and Miles Teller apparently came very close to being cast as the leads (laughs) in La La Land. Of course, who did those roles go to? Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. But Page Six posted a story saying that Emma Watson and Miles Teller were dropped from the project because they were too demanding. An insider saying that salary demands kept Teller from remaining on the role, saying that he was offered $4 million, but he wanted $6 million. This source also saying uh, Emma Watson initially wouldn't commit and asked that the film, which is set in L.A., be filmed in London. And now that because the film is such a success, both of the actors are furious with their agents because their agents didn't, didn't secure these roles for them. Oh, please. Teller is taking issue with it, saying, no, <laughs> this is not the case. Um, and, you know, whatever. He, his publicist is uh-huh. now calling his manager and saying, never complain, never explain, exactly. let him no, go. Kidding. And I can't see Miles Teller in this uh, role anyway. No, after seeing not Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. That's always how it turns out, that yeah. the right people end up getting caught, cast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I always think is a good reminder in life when you think like, oh, I didn't get that. Or I was the second or third choice for that. That's not always, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That can be a really good thing. That's like relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, the the first one isn't always the best one. Uh, Scott Disick. I mean, every day it's a different model with him in Miami. It's unbelievable. This is all part of the plan. Isn't this all part of the show? Here we got another one and another one. And he's cozying up to, um, to every girl in Miami. And does no one wear any sort of swimsuit covering their butt cheeks anymore? No, no. Not a they single barely, bit of cheek. They're, they're not. A, they're not wearing. They're not wearing full gowns on the red carpet either. No, mm-hmm. not even anything. No, no butt cheek covering. Fascinating. Pharrell and his wife have welcomed triplets. I got to bring you triplet baby news today. Oh, Isn't boy. that exciting? The babies arrived in early January. Uh, everybody's happy and healthy, but we don't know the gender of any of the babies or the names of the babies. We just know that here we go. They've got another little one. They have an eight-year-old. They were together for years before they got married as well. Just um, the idea of triplets just like makes me break out in hives. I mean, just listen. To think of, remember just, when my sister-in-law had them? Yes, oh, I do. Remember when she told us? Oh my God, we were just... Sister in law had triplets. Oh, yeah. She Natural. Thought, she thought <gasps> first she was having one. Mm-hmm. Then she finds out she's having two. No. Mm-hmm. And then I think, was it we were in Vegas or something and she oh, found out she had three. three? Oh my gosh. Did she lose her mind? It, it was very busy. Yeah. 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 yeah I but can't of even... all people that could have handled it, because it would have never been me. Yeah. She's good at it. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I do have some um, Pretty Little Liars movie or or show news for you. So Lucy Hale, Lori, who is in Pretty Little Liars, which it's going to end here. They've got 10 episodes left. She is moving over to the CW to star in a dramedy pilot titled Life Sentence. Perfect. So it's about a young woman who decides to live life to the fullest after thinking she had terminal cancer, only to learn she isn't actually sick at all. So you can look forward to seeing Lucy Hale over on the CW. Pretty oh. Little Liars. Ten episodes left on Freeform before the series ends. And it's Lori, Lori's other favorite network. That's why I'm trying is. to find you other shows that you're going to want. Maybe this one will be it. Oh, we heard thank that you, Riverdale. Elizabeth. We heard Riverdale's amazing. Oh, good. And the CW. All right. Nice. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, I don't know who's going to kiss you when I'm gone. So I'm going to love you now. Like it's all I have. I know it'll kill me when it's over. I don't want to think about it. Hey everybody, thanks. Oh yeah, duh, duh, study a duh time. (laughs) 
so many things. What is the situation that makes you least likely to want to get it on? I don't know. You said traffic. Well, traffic makes it difficult. But there's a study because no matter how strong your sex drive is, and they decided that even a study needed to be done on this because you just never know. I mean, they say 18-year-olds, there's nothing that, no, you know, they get you're always in the mood to get it on. So here's what the common situations are, according okay. to this study, that make you not want to get busy. All okay? right, give them to me. Number three, the study found when you're hungry. Oh, yeah. When people are hungry, they mm. can't think about sex. Yeah. Now, I you wonder if it. there's an age differential on that one. <laughs> because I really do feel that a young person... Hunger be damned. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Exactly. The other I've got a different priority. <laughs> so that's my first question for this study. Yeah. Uh, is age. Okay. Number two, when you're hung over. Oh my gosh. Okay. So true. So now do you think there's a generational? Do you nope. think this study that's, got it that's right? Universal. That, uh, mm, no, that's no. universal. You know, a 20 year old doesn't care if they're hung over. Yeah. No, I don't think they do. The Maybe the. It depends. The boy doesn't. I think no one's more hungover than the 20-year-olds, well, though, Johnny. So I am disagreeing <laughs> yeah, with you disagree. 100%. I'm saying okay. that is the truth. And the last one is when you're cold. No, the number one cold. answer is right after a tense visit with your family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is what this study found out. <laughs> okay. That familial, when people are disagreeing about politics or family situations... Or having an argument that this is the thing that takes the biggest buzz out of the getting it on thing. No, I, I, all right. All right. All right. But, what, yeah. Do you have yeah. anything to add to that list? Well, yeah, I guess I would say when you have uh, a wobbly stomach oh. for well, whatever reason. That didn't make the study. Right. And that would be... When you're thinking you might have the toots patoots. Mm. When you feel like you've got a situation going on below that can't be controlled, uh or you feel like your stomach is wobbly and it makes one hundred percent. That to me is the study of death. That this one hundred percent because you can't concentrate, (laughs) even if you think you have gas. What if you fart? Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That was There's, all I was thinking. Yeah, of, is I mean, farting yeah. and perhaps right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Yeah, now here's good, another study. Good. This is a good study. The average couple only spends how many minutes a day being romantic? A day. The average a day. couple fifteen. <laughs> and what the study said, what it, what it, what it meant, being romantic included saying nice things to sure. each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. On a text, or for like Casey and I and other old school couples, Post-its. posting notes, uh-huh. okay. or cuddling on the couch to uh-huh. getting it on, at seven minutes a day. I said eight. Oh, yeah. Donna, you were closer. Yeah. Seven minutes a day. The study also found that 59% of people spend less than 10 hours a week with their significant other. Thus, the divorce rate is staying at a stable situation. <laughs> I'm just adding that. And the lawyers, uh, thank you. <clears throat> So, and we assume that it means the time you're both awake and alone. So that's basically an hour and a half a day. And the last one, 31% of couples in this study have never gone on a romantic trip together. Because, (gasps) I know. Sad. And a romantic trip could just be an overnight in Stillwater for crying out loud or a camping trip. I know, but maybe people can't afford it. I know, I'm just even thinking, yeah. 
How many romantic trips did you take with your husband when your kids were little? Not enough. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. Not, not enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. Every but, weekend we were on a trip to our cabin. Right. But not exactly romance. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, this that's a depressing study. Yes, yeah. it was. The seven minutes a day. That wasn't a dust study. It was, uh, it was just depressing. Okay. Okay, what's now, our next one? This is a study of... Um, this study wanted to put together the things that nobody tells you about sex after you've had a baby. Now, I've never had a baby, so I'm going to need to rely on you to be the barometer. Oh, this ought to be pretty. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Um, these you want the, it right away. This is what the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Can't get enough of it. Here's what pe- Here's what the study found, that these okay. are the main things that n- n- that people are really surprised about sex after you've had a baby. All right. Uh, you can get pregnant again oh, immediately. Immediately. And immediately. It doesn't matter whether you're breastfeeding. Nope. Your periods have started. This is why there are many, many babies that are for a couple of days the same age. Uh, immediately. Irish twins. Irish twins. My yeah. sister and I. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Immediately. Yeah. If you thought your sex life takes a blow after having one baby, try having two babies under the age of one. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your sex drive can disappear. Well, your serotonin, your serotonin or whatever your is coming. Your libido has other ideas. It you does. Wanna, you want to swap your stockings and your feather duster for stretch pants and the sofa. <laughs> and it can take some time to coax that back out again. It's true. And you want to coo, coo, coo your yeah, little your baby. Yeah, your oxytocin. Is that That's the word what, you're looking for? Thank yeah. you. Not yeah. serotonin. Yeah. The man's sex drive can disappear. Maybe because there's a little attraction issue. Well, no. Here's what the <laughs> yeah. study said. Oh, you don't look so good men, right now. <laughs> I don't know. Men experience a dip in testosterone after their baby is born, and that leads a drop in their libido, which can be rather convenient for everyone involved. Wonderful. Because everybody's tired. Mm-hmm. Everybody is tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. The idea of intercourse can freak you out, and that's for both people. Yep. That, that, that was is where I was thing. getting Yep. Yeah, a baby has just come out, and now you want me to put something sexy back in it? I don't think so. That's me, what I think. Let me just get my fishnet underwear that it's, they set, hospital has sent me home in. sex and birth are two separate planets, and it's hard to bridge the gap. Yeah. It's ironic and logical at the same time. Opposite ends of the universe, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, your, your boobs can leak milk when you're aroused. No one tells so, you that, but that's yeah, something that's that you true. should know. Um, having sex with your baby in the room is weird, usually for both people. Yep. If not one, but it's a physiological hurdle to get over. No one talks about it. Uh, sex can hurt. Well, duh. That's well, what, that's like the first one. Yeah, but I mean, because you've had maybe some, which is why you have to wait. Or something. You have to wait. Well, duh. I know. Pesiotomy. Yeah, and <laughs> sex. The general. Advice is after six weeks, if you feel ready to rumble, you can have great sex again. Don't worry, it'll be fun again. Six weeks. Totally. Don't worry, it'll be fun again. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the date and the time is dependent on your recovery. Yes. Because that, I don't now, think Did you any... know any of those things before yes. a baby? No, my God, no. You found I didn't all even that know afterwards. that I wanted to be a mom before my first one. I was so scared. Yeah. No, I like you, Lori. I always laugh when I think about your babysitting stories because I didn't like to babysit either. Yeah. Kids scared the crap out of me. But I always just knew I wanted one. And then it wasn't until really I was pregnant that I just started to be like, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. Yeah. 
But yeah. I'm having a baby. Yeah, and you know nothing. You know yeah. absolutely nothing, which is the good news probably too. Probably. I think so. I think it's safer not to know anything. Yeah. And again, head everybody's heads up by the shoulder. Oh, you're so funny Unless on that you're one. a hunter or a doctor. <laughs> you can handle that. Did you say a the hunter? Sure. A hunter. <laughs> they used Someone to... who's gun a deer or whatever. Oh, no, they call him gutting. Gutting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're comparing gutting a deer to giving well, birth? Well, Lori only experienced <laughs> in, no, I mean, at one point in time with her sister, and it was a traumatic birth. Yeah, Two, they're all traumatic. They all look like no, explosions have true. happened no, all that's not true. that's not true, Lori. That's not true. No, no, no. They they don't all look no. like an inside out no. baseball mitt. No. no. Afterwards, no. Nope. You're lying. <laughs> I've seen the baby. I've seen the movies. No. One you saw when <laughs> no, you were in fifth grade. I've seen the movies. What? We need a doctor to call us right now. Yes. <laughs> Lori's looking for an inside out ba- baseball mitt. Does anyone have one? An inside out baseball mitt? It goes back in. It all folds back <laughs> Thank in. Thank you so much. At least I've been told that. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, well, this was Anatomy 101. Yeah, it's it was kind of a different study of duh. But it was. I mean, I feel like I've helped the pregnant people. Do you think <laughs> really? so? Really? More scared so? the crap out of scared them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. One or the other has just happened here. We're not sure which. <laughs> We're not sure. Uh-uh. All right, listen, when we come back, we've got our favorite headlines of the day. Diamonds, more than diamonds. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah, I think so. More than diamonds, like what in is the reggae. More? more, more than diamonds, like oh, a Jamaican. Oh, more the than diamonds. Sounds- more than diamonds. Oh. It's the Jamaican patois. Yeah. What more is- than diamonds. More than diamonds. No more. problem. Man. Yeah, don't you, you know so the Jamaicans? <laughs> you look so funny. I'm just more sitting here than diamonds. It's the patois. <laughs> it's the Jamaican patois. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Do you need uh, anything yeah. more for anything me? More, more yeah. than diamonds. No, I really, I think that's been sufficient for right out loud. Before we get to the favorite yes. headline, uh, I want to shout out to Julie Kirschbaum, who sent us a note about the Smokehouse restaurant out in Burbank. Oh, that we went to? Yeah, that's in La La Land, outside of the Warner Brothers lot. And last Thursday, remember on the show, I was like, here's some, we're going to try, and we did do some of the things we, that were in La La Land, because that movie's a love letter to L.A., it's, to me, it's it more totally than anything. Was, yes, and uh, we did the Griffith Park Observatory and Planetarium. You, I mean, that was amazing, it was right? Am- and we had the most beautiful, beautiful weather out day, there. Beautiful weather, and we had such a great time at Smokehouse. So Julie wanted us to know, um, the Smokehouse is a favorite restaurant of George Clooney. Oh, so much so that his production company, Smokehouse Pictures, is named. After the restaurant. Oh, you're kidding. Learn this little fact from a Warner Brother tour guide when we were out for the Rose Rose Parade last year. Also ate at the restaurant. Perfect old supper club vibe. So how about that? I love that. And it is old supper club vibe. And amazing. Oh, amazing. So really, really. So thank you, Julie, for letting, letting us know that. And uh, favorite headline today was uh, the Stranger Kids, Stranger Things kid who said the reason Winona made all the faces known to every uh, human emotion uh, during that acceptance speech for winning the uh, best ensemble cast mm-hmm. in a TV show was because she couldn't hear. 
It's my favorite. It's, it's the just sweetest, such a most sweet... adorable thing, protective child thing. To say. I mean, yeah, it's just it's so cute. She was standing right next to him when he was talking. Hey, should we listen to the um, the rap CD? Oh, the name? The, the name? Na- the SAG name. This yeah. is just a oh. little bit of the SAG coverage. And this uh, okay, is, hang on. This is... Um, it's you really yelling all It's just screaming. It's me yelling and screaming. As only I Julia, next year, let's take that Warner Brothers studio lot tour. That would be a blast. we wanted to do that. I know. That would be so much fun. Okay. Still looking. Okay, that's fine. What did I do with it? I can email it to you if you need it. did you have it too? Well, I'm just looking for... Just keep talking. Keep talking. It's called The Name. Yeah. I think. Was it that it? The yeah. name? Yeah. Julia and the name? Yeah, I have. I'll just send it to you so oh, okay. we'll talk amongst ourselves. All right. What mm-hmm. else do we know? Robin Thicke has only seen his child once, Julia, since the judge okay. granted I got, I got sole paternity, just so you know that is going on. Oh, wow. And Millie Bobby Brown, speaking of Stranger Things, yes. she's been cast in the Godzilla sequel. And she's so excited about it. Godzilla King of the Monsters. So she got her first, uh, what, is, what does Holly always call it? The comic book franchise things, the universal hero. Yeah, it's yep. like sort of a comic And book we're going to get more story. Oprah. She's becoming a 60 Minutes contributor. Yeah, Which right. I absolutely fall. love. I think that's brilliant on everybody's part. I agree. Because she can tell a story and she is very good at seeing both sides. Totally agree. Yeah, I love it. All right, so here's here's just a little more SAG coverage from, uh, SAG award coverage from uh, Sunday. Not one of the kids. That's Vigo Mortensen. Of course, Vigo Vigo Mortensen. Oh, she he said it was walked, one of the kids. No, he walked. No, they. That's they how walked it was cut together. Down. Oh, I see. I see. He walked with the six kids I'm, who played okay. in the movie. Got it. And uh, Missy Pyle walked separately, but Vigo walked with all of the kids in yes. them. And because it was the only way anyone would have known who they were. No, exactly. From Captain that's Fantastic. True. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I still have not seen that movie, but. 
That's already been out on DVD. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it's out yeah. on DVD, and I could probably watch on demand. Do we have any other headlines we need uh, to get? Well, I know Julia will love to hear this. Mm-hmm. Uh, will the Queen give Duchess Kate her first royal honor this year? I can't believe if she is. She's I only gotten done. all she's gotten is tiaras so far, and then some of the family jewels. What's the honor? Honor for what? Well, she'll well, get some kind of a, a different title. Or yeah, something. she'll have another oh, title oh, for doing oh, not, you know, not doing nothing. But I think I the see. queen has made her wait because she was just like, okay, you know, we're gonna we'll let's see if this marriage the, is gonna last. We'll pop the kids out. <laughs> get yeah, the heir and the spare. The honorary order of excellency in gardening. I don't oh, know. They've got a million. Oh, the OEG. Yes, the OEG. Oh, yes, it's very well known. Uh, Keanu Reeves at the John Wick 2 premiere, ageless or carefully worn? What did you just say? Ageless or carefully worn? At John Wick. John Wick 2. So the premiere, I looked at the photos, because John Wick, the first movie, was great. I loved it. So good. I loved it. He had a schlubby suit on, but he is so good looking. He He really is. He's 52 years old. He's sexy. And the hair, and and he's just got a casual, disheveled, yeah, love it. All right, maybe time for one more. Selma Hayek's husband is a big kid who needs to be looked after. That's what she said. That he, my husband is a big kid who needs to be. I have to read the whole interview. Who to said see. that? Selma Hayek. <gasps> maybe that's why she wears cotton candy little girl dresses, dresses that need a parasol and a mm. little sheep next to her. Because that outfit looked like little, little Bo, Bo Peep. Peep. Thank you. Finally, mm-hmm. Finally we, we have named it. Yeah. We have coined a name for that yellow yeah. ensemble from Gucci. From Gucci. Mm-hmm. Which the gal, Nini Leakes, thought was just so fresh. Oh. The color. The color. It says everything. The color. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a great night. So many great things. And vote for Manuary at mytalk1071.com.